Hello, and welcome to the Magnetical You podcast. I'm your host, Madison Zerdyke. I'm a mindset and energy coach here to help you feel your freaking best and manifest a life full of magic, miracles, and abundance. I know that whatever led you here did not happen by coincidence. So I am so excited and grateful to have you here. So let's let the magic begin. Hello, and welcome back to the Magnetical You podcast. I am excited to finally release this episode. We recorded it quite a while ago, but it's a really good one. And I'm really excited to share it. It kind of got lost in my podcasting queue (laughs) for a moment, but it's an amazing episode. And Savannah is wonderful. And I really enjoyed this conversation with her. And I think you're going to enjoy it as well. But before we dive into the episode, I want to let you know that right now, my new program, Highly Paid and Sold Out is open for enrollment. We start August 11th, and this program is all about the mindset and energetics of selling out your one-on-one coaching program your way in a way that feels really good and flowy and easy to you without having to like follow all these crazy rules or make it harder on yourself or do this or do that. Like you get to do it your way and it gets to work like magic because you decide it does. So I'm teaching everything about bringing that mindset, bringing that energy into your selling of your private coaching so that it sells out like magic. Like your clients come to you, they DM you, they book a discovery call with you. And they're like, yeah, this is a fuck yes for me. Like I'm in. Get to be the coach who has the clients flocking to you. And this program's really, really going to help you activate that version of you that's already within you, that highly paid sold out coach version of you. So excited. If it feels aligned for you, you can enroll at magneticallyyou.com slash HPSO, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at magneticallyyou if that feels easier. But without further ado, here is this week's episode. I am excited for you to listen. Hi, Savannah. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I'm so thankful to be here. Yeah, so happy to have you. So can you tell us a little bit more about your story and what led you to where you are today? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's nothing, nothing that I have right now is ever what I would have imagined if you would have told me this. Uh, gosh, I even think like five years ago, this is not the trajectory that I thought I had. Um, but I grew up kind of middle class in a tiny little remote town in Ohio and a lot of farms, a lot of cows, a lot of tractors, and always knew that I wanted more. Like I was like, there has to be more than life than cornfields. Like there has to be more than life than cornfields. And I, you know, I did what most people do. I went to college. I got a good job. I had a boyfriend and graduated with my nursing degree and actually bought my first house when I was 21. And I just kept feeling like there was more to life than just this simple kind of simple life. I think at the time I remember watching MTV Cribs and seeing all these like awesome houses and being (laughs) like, I need that. Like I am meant for wealth and where is it at in my life? And I just, I'd listened to what everybody told me. I played safe. I stayed there. I think I stayed in Ohio for about another three years, even though I was feeling this kind of restlessness. And 
when I was 24, I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend, selling my house and packing everything I owned, including my two dogs into my car and headed west, went to San Diego without ever laying foot in California before. But I just knew that I like California is where I needed to be. I love the sunshine. I love the the just the energy that everybody I guess portrayed on movies and on TV um, and moved there and was so I just really felt like I could finally be me it's obviously it's more liberal people are free to do what they want they're hustling and bustling people are doing all sorts of different things and I a little bit more background about me I am a recovering perfectionist I am a still a recovering people pleaser it's just my mom says it's in our nature, but not doing that at the sake of my own self um, has been to, been a lifetime work for me. But I, through my young age, developed my worth through my achievements. And so although I was much more happier in California, I still didn't feel worthy. I still didn't feel like satisfied with myself and where I was. So I was like, okay, what's next? What's next? And I obtained my master's degree, became a nurse practitioner. And then I was like, finally, when I'm a nurse practitioner, like I'm almost a doctor, like then I'll be satisfied. And graduated my master's, ended up taking, I wanted the highest paying job. So I took the, my first job, I was making well over six figures, but I ended up taking a job in Iowa and everybody told me I was crazy. Like, how could I go from sunny San Diego to this even a more remote town in Iowa. And it just was something that I needed to do something either your intuition, your higher self, your soul calling, just like when I packed everything and moved to San Diego, I just knew that I needed this. And what I had found was it was one of the like biggest spiritual personal breakthroughs of my life by moving there. I was stripped away of my like being a socialite, going out to parties, having all my girlfriends there, all of that was stripped away from me. And I was forced to sit by myself. And that was a very ugly place. I don't know if any of your audiences have ever, you know, I was one of those people that was this constant achiever. So I didn't, I didn't own a TV. I didn't sit on the couch. I didn't waste time and really forced to look at myself and what like the truth of the inside of who was Savannah outside of all these external factors. And it wasn't a very pretty place. And that was really the beginning. It was like right at the time of my Saturn's return. So I was just about to be 30. I was, I just discovered like meditation and yoga and really de developing like my own, like a love for myself, a relationship with myself and started to develop my own self-worth and realizing what it was outside of my external circumstances. So when I was in Iowa, I was making six figures. I was traveling every other week. I was single. I was like living the life of what people would think. And I was, although I was like, I was happy. I still wasn't internally satisfied. I didn't like myself. I was very like had body dysmorphia. I was so critical about everything I did. I needed to be perfect. And during that time, I, as I started to develop a love for myself, I realized that the career that I had wasn't necessarily the career that I loved. When I developed more of kind of like, I don't even know, understanding yoga, understanding your relationship with your body and how you can really heal yourself from the inside, Western medicine no longer started to align with me. 
but I was like, I have to keep this job. I have to keep my 401k. I have to keep my benefits. I have to keep my PTO. So I moved from Iowa to Chicago and got my quote unquote, like dream job in this neuro ICU. And I was functioning as a doctor and I ended up getting fired. (laughs) And then not because I did anything wrong as a nurse practitioner, but I didn't even make it through orientation because they were like, you're just not like fit for this job. We don't think you have it in you. And for someone that like values their worth and their achievements. I was like, this has never happened to me before. What's going on? Uh, But it was, I think Oprah says this, like if you're ever fired, you say thank you. And it was one of the best, yeah, most like- Oh my God, that is the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I read it somewhere in like one of her books. She was like, if you get fired, you say thank you because that's the universe giving you a nudge in the right direction. And that's exactly what it was for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> so true. Yeah. But so I got fired. I was like, okay, Savannah, if you're not happy with the best job that you could ever have in your life, if you're not happy with making six figures, if you're not happy with traveling everywhere, what really makes you happy? And I ended up actually taking six months off work. And I was like, okay, you know, in the beginning of the entrepreneur stage, you're like, how can I? how can I merge my passion and work and get paid for it? I love traveling. (laughs) And I was like, I love traveling. So I was like, okay, perfect. I'll be a travel blogger. That was also really unfulfilling. I found that I really crave like helping people, transforming people's lives, helping them live the best lives possible. And so then I was like, okay, I'll host retreats. And then it's kind of, and this is what has happened in the last two years of my business is, I hosted retreats and then from what everybody tells you, like you have to be an authority. I'm sure you're so familiar with this on Instagram, but you have to be an authority. You have to serve your clients. You have to have a beautiful, diverse portfolio. And I got caught in the thinking I had to do all the things that everybody told me to do once again. So I got into coaching, loved coaching. My clients were really successful, but it was leaving me feel feeling so burnt out. I was showing up all the time, nonstop, being on Instagram. And I just had to take a moment of clarity again, which has happened this year. And like, Savannah, what really makes you happy? What does success look like for you? And I know we spoke about this on my podcast. That's something that I'm really, really passionate about and hasn't ever changed is what does success look like for you? Not following somebody else's rules, not following somebody else's blueprints, but defining what that looks like for you. And through that, now I know that I specifically just want to do masterminds, going back to kind of the traveling, the helping people, um, but not having to be on all the time. Because one of my core values of success and what I define success is freedom, freedom of time, freedom to do whatever the freak I want and freedom to like break all the rules. And I wasn't able to do that with my coaching practice. So that's like in a nutshell how I got to where I am today, but completely different, like I said, than I ever thought that I would be. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I literally relate to every single thing in your story. I think we have such similar, similar stories and journeys. And yeah, okay. So there's so much I want to uh, touch on. The first thing is like that sense that you had like growing up in the small town in Ohio like knowing like there's got to be more than these cornfields for someone who is kind of experiencing that right now they're just feeling in their life like 
there has to be more. I just don't know, like maybe that maybe they don't know what that is or how to get there, but they know there's something more. Like, what would you, what would you say to them? What would you say to that old version of yourself? Such a great question. And I actually, I'm going to quote who, oh, I was on a podcast the other day and it's Rosalind Fung. And she said this, she said, if it's in it, if it's in it, it's for you. So like, if, or if it's in you, it's for you. Maybe I pushed, butchered that a little bit, but I truly believe in that. And I, and I completely relate to anybody that's just like, man, like I can't pinpoint what it is, but definitely I feel like there's something more to me than, than honor. You know, I think as a society and whole, we are so fixated on the external factors to either bring us satisfaction or to give us direction or to give us the answers. When really in reality, it's like our intuition always knows, our gut always knows, our, you know, your highest self, your universe, your spirits, they always know what's best for you. And I think when you, one, slow down, and then two, just start to tune in and tap into yourself and listen because it's our intuition doesn't scream at you like these other marketing tactics will. It's, it's, it's more like a whisper. So when you take the time to slow down and really get crystal, crystal clear on what you want, that's when the, the how starts to unfold. And I think sometimes when we're in this spot of like, man, I know that I'm meant for something more. I know that I don't like this. We get so fixated on the how and then we, we let that deter us. We think like, oh my gosh, that's the biggest obstacle I've ever overcome. Like if, for instance, if I would have in the beginning when I got fired in my six months of kind of just figuring out what the heck I wanted to do with my life, if I would have sat and fixated on the how, on how I was going to recreate six figures in my life, on how I was going to tell my parents that the $100,000 that I was still had and still am paying off that I wasn't working in that career anymore or how I was going to be become an entrepreneur I would have it would have stopped me dead in my track so I think one is slowing down two is getting just start to develop a relationship with yourself some quiet time slowing down and then three is just I maybe skipped a number or two <laughs> but one slow down develop a relationship with yourself Two is to not let the how, don't focus on the how, just focus on the what. And the what becomes more clear when you sit with yourself. I love that. And I, I agree. It's like, if we don't take that space to go within before we Mm -hmm. try to take all of these like outer directed actions, it's like all of those actions are going to be coming from like confusion, doubt, fear. And it's like, if we were to just allow ourselves to space within, it's like, it's almost like the how comes to us mm-hmm. without having yeah, to spin your mind in circles about what, what to do next. Right. That's amazing. I love that. If it's in you, it's for you. Wow. That mm-hmm. really speaks to me. Okay. So I know you also talked about like being like someone who's just kind of like a rule rule loathing like hating all the rules I'm so (laughs) the same way it's like man we are told do this don't do that this is good this is bad with with food with business with with relationships with spirituality with everything in our lives and it's like all these good versus bad do versus don't should shouldn't it's like oh my goodness if you let all of that like into your space then it like really clouds your own intuition so how 
did you kind of like go about that journey of like letting go of all of those like external like rules and really tapping into your own like freedom of really like being who you want to be and fucking the rules and yeah just doing like what you want ultimately another great question and you know I think I want to say I'm still in the process of all of it it's like it's never done but I think you know I've just always had when I was younger when I was like oh my gosh I'm I get some there's like some personal like satisfaction from like proving that I can do it on my own or I can do it a different way or like something innately within me has always has always been there but I what's your um, most re- what's your astrology sign yeah. really quick a Virgo okay I'm just curious which I'm like um, an okay. earth sign which doesn't <laughs> yeah but I have like so I'm a Virgo I'm a Enneagram three I am a human design generator so it's kind of all of these like yes and then I think what else is there I think that's all I know right now or I've always been this little like rebel, like my mom will tell you from the beginning, like you've just been always been beaten to your own drum, always had to have the last word, always had to do what other <laughs> people told you you couldn't do. So I think part of it is my, just my human DNA. But I think most recently, I, now I lost my train of thought. What was the question? Tell me your question one more time. <laughs> yeah. So like, how did you kind of like step into that place where you like let go of all those external mm-hmm. rules and really stepped into your own like freedom and power? Yes. 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 So sorry. So I think it's one, I've just always been that way, but two, two most recently I've done this with my business and I, as you, I'm sure you and I can, you and I can both relate if your audience are coaches or in this realm at all on the world of Instagram, you're flooded with these different marketing tactics and how you should use your, run your business and trying to hit those six figures. And I was doing all of those to a T and still not having the results I wanted. And for as much (laughs) as I, yeah, for as much as I am like a rebel and doing what I want, I there was, I, I think now that I reflect on it, I think it was still a deep, like inner need to be maybe like people pleasing, to be liked, to be successful. But I had to literally like wipe my slate clean and say like, I'm releasing all of this in my business because I, I was building my business on like a foundation that one was like quicksand. It wasn't, I was just like, like the next best thing. Right. And for as much as I am a rebel, I had the hardest time doing that. So how I allowed myself to do it is literally release everything and then just rebuild from the ground up because, because then I needed to clear the slate because everything else felt so muddled or I was like still holding on to something or still like wanted to create that course because somebody told me to, or I still wanted to have five clients because I needed to hit this amount or I had to release all of that. And I don't think that's, you know, everybody can do that all the time when they're trying to do, you know, create their business. But I literally had to release everything in order to gain clarity, just like we were saying before, like slowing down getting clear, developing a relationship with yourself. I had to do all of that once again in my business just recently because I was doing so many of the things and it was just getting so noisy from everybody else's opinions and views and advice instead of my own. 
So good. And again, I relate so much to this. Like my first two years of business were me being like, oh, that millionaire said to do this funnel and to do a webinar and to do that. So I'm going to do that. And I'm going to follow it exactly. And then I don't get the results around that. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? And all this stuff. And then I would be onto the next strategy and onto the next and this and this and this, just I got to find the right strategy. And it's like, okay, this year has been the same thing for me. Just kind of like, I literally feel like I burned everything down that I had previously been building my business on, like all these funnels and tactics and this and that, and all these like crazy bells and whistles. And it's like, I just like, I was like clear, cancel, delete all of that. It's like, wait, is all of that required? It's, I hate Mm -hmm. it. It's not fun. I'm Mm -hmm. not having a good time with this. So if this is what I'm building my business on, then why am I even doing this and yeah I I kind of like went on that same journey of just like yeah like shutting it all down because it's like okay according to them that's required for you to succeed it's like whatever we believe is required of us is Mm -hmm. ultimately kind of what becomes like required of us and if you believe you have to have all these things and do all this and this and this then that's what you'll need to do but if you believe that it can be slower can be simpler you can do less and still achieve what you want then that's what you get to do so I Oh, just love that so much. Before we keep going, I wanted to just give you the opportunity to see if there's anything else you want to add there. Well, no, I appreciate you sharing your journey because I think other women really need to hear that. So I think that this will resonate with so many of your audience members that if you're just constantly like doing something and feel like you're hitting yourself against the, like a brick wall and you're not getting where you want to in your business, just you, you owe that to yourself. And even if you don't have your own business, like if you're content, continuously doing something that doesn't, uh, you know, align with you or doesn't feel good to you, or you feel like you're forcing yourself to do it, then you don't have to do it. And I think this goes back into just empowering yourself to al- allowing yourself to, to be that rebel and do what you want and blaze your own trail is that you owe it to yourself. Like we have this one life. And if you're just walking in somebody else's shoes the whole time, is that really a life worth living? Like you have this one precious life. And I was listening to a podcast the other day with Matthew McConaughey. And when he said this, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not the only one that deals with this. But he said that he was in his own, like, you know, we see Matthew McConaughey, he's like making millions. We think he's so successful, but he felt very stagnant in his career because he kept playing the same, like the funny wedding crashers, goofy guy, like over and over again. And he was like, I, I didn't get into acting for this. Like, this isn't the the cap of my creativity. This isn't what I want to do. And he said he took a two year break from creating any movies, any movies at all to dive back into himself. And that's when like, I think it's Dallas Players Club came out and he had like a few more, but they're the more serious kind of like that renegade um, character. And that's how he was able to develop that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if people in this level are experiencing this and like you choose you, you choose you time and time again, you don't choose somebody else just for the sake of doing it. You, that's, I think someone else said, like, if you do the same thing over and over again, you know, it's like the definition of insanity. If you, if you and expect different results, like you can't keep doing what you don't want to do and expect different results. So if there's any areas in your life that you're not happy in, still pause, like press pause, get clear with yourself. And then, like I said, develop what success looks like for you. But that gave me like, I was like, oh my gosh, if he's doing that at his level, then like, 
I'm not a failure because I think in the beginning, like when I was letting everything go, I was like, I'm a loser. I've never been to make it in this world. I shouldn't be a coach. I'm not going to make it as an entrepreneur. And now like, and it was so hard. Like I think it was my ego trying to swallow all that. But now I know it's so necessary, but hearing him say that, I was just like, oh my God, if you can do it, I can do it. I'm not even taking yeah. two years off. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. And that's amazing. And it's like, that's what happens when we like create space and not that we have to create two years of blank space, but it's like when we clear out the stuff that's no longer in alignment, we're literally like opening the door for the things that are in alignment to come to us. And like, I liked what you said about if it feels like you're running up against a brick wall, cause that's literally what it feels like when you're chasing what's out of alignment. And that, it, that feeling of that brick wall being there is literally your soul, your body, your intuition telling you like, you feel like you feel this brick wall for a reason. Like take a step back, stop running towards mm-hmm. the brick wall. Maybe like turn around and see what's the other way or see what's that way or that way. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, mm-hmm. I like that um, metaphor so much. Um, okay. This is so good. This is like, this conversation is everything. Cause I relate so much to you. Um, <laughs> and speaking of relating, I also would consider myself a recovering perfectionist. So I'd love for you to talk about what that journey has looked like for you and, and how you've yes, unraveled like having your self-worth tied up with your achievements. Cause I know, I think, I think that's like the biggest struggle for most perfectionists is their worth is they believe it mm-hmm. comes from their achievements. So they keep chasing these achievements thinking it will fill up their worth. And when it doesn't, they chase harder and more perfect and stronger mm-hmm. and it still doesn't work. And so I, I would love to, you to sh- um, love for you to share your journey with that. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. I think so many, you know, I don't, I speak for women because I am a woman and it's my journey, but I think so many of us deal with this because in society today, and even just in our school system and how we're brought up, it's like you climb the career ladder, you get that good job, you chase after wealth, you chase after success. Like we view success as having money. And then we view success is like what we're all achieving for. Like we want that bigger, better house. We want that more money. We want the bigger dreams, more time, more freedom. And I I think, you know, it keeps coming up in my life. It's never, I don't know that it's ever going to go away, Mm -hmm. but I think because I, I think one, just in general, as a society, we can start teaching our children. Like I'm not a mom, but I think for just teaching your children that their worth isn't isn't dependent on their external achievements or external factors and really telling them that they're loved and making sure that they develop a relationship with themselves, be that like meditation or just quiet time with themselves. I think that's really important. Um, but, but for me personally, like when I let go of the nurse practitioner role, like the, the hardest thing in that was my ego was tied so much into me being a nurse practitioner and me like almost being a doctor and me making six figures like that. I was like, I've spent my whole life on this. I can't walk away from this. And once I did the, it felt like a weight was so, so lifted from me because I wasn't tied by that like title anymore. I wasn't, I, like, I was free to be me and be curious about what that looked like. And I, you know, hindsight 2020, it looks, looking back, it was so easy, but that was one of the hardest things I ever had to do, like, in my lifetime is just to say, like, this is no longer serving me and I don't want to do it anymore. And 
I think that, you know, I think it was like starting back in the beginning with our children is where we can start to like mend this problem. But as a woman and being, you know, if you're 20, you're 30, you're, you feel you have this perfectionist streak in you. The biggest thing that I can say, and it's funny because I feel like in the Instagram, like entrepreneur space, I recreated the, the like perfectionist world all over again by following everybody's tactics, by following everybody's strategy and by forcing myself to be perfect at all of them. I recreated that. So I realized that it's work that I need to do on the inside. Um, like I said, I think it will always, it's just always, it's a deep seated wound that I really have to continue to work on. But I think it's, for me, it really started to, when your perfectionism is in the way of you like living a happy life. So it's like, I wanted to be perfect more than I wanted to follow my values. I wanted to be perfect more than I wanted to be true to myself. I wanted to appear perfect to bring me anxiety and stress and like obsessing over like these finer little details and making myself sick. Like that's when you have to realize and take a step back and be like, is this worth it? Like, is the dissatisfaction that being perfect is bringing in your life? Is that actually worth it? Or would it be much more satisfaction and bring much more satisfaction in your life to be unperfect, to show up messy and to actually live your freaking life and if you're in the public eye, like people appreciate that so much more than you being perfect because no one, no one's freaking perfect anyway. It's this unattainable goal and perfect is, it's in the eye, eye of the beholder, right? Like what I think is perfect may not be what you think is perfect. So really when you think about it, like perfect doesn't even exist. It's not real. It's total illusion. Mm-hmm. love that. And I love just like asking yourself that question, like when it's getting in the way of your life, like you have to ask yourself, like is it worth it? And I think everyone would say no. And it's like, you have to like, yeah, like you said, take that step back. And like, if it's, if striving for this unmeetable definition of perfection, isn't feeling good for you, isn't allowing you to live the life that you, you want to live is getting in the way of your happiness. Then what if you, what if you gave it up? What if you did a little experiment and said, you know what, I'm going to just throw all of this away. Like you kind of did this year, like you said, with some of the things with business, what if I just release this for a month or a week or whatever it is, just give yourself an experiment to be like, what if I just drop this and go all in on being imperfect for a month and see what happens? Yeah. Like, what if you just gave yourself the chance to experiment and see what happens? You can always go back if yeah. you hate it. Right. Absolutely. But I promise you, you won't hate it. You'll be like, oh my God, what, exactly. have, I what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh, love this so, so much. So I know that you just have such a beautiful like brand and presence. So I would love for you to share like your thoughts on like creating that kind of brand that has that energy that draws, that draws people to you. Well, thank you so much. I, you know, I think I can't say that I didn't do it without the help of like an amazing brand expert. (laughs) I think it, you know, she, she really took the time to like sit down, identify my core values, identify like what my brand represented. It's fun. It's wild. It's untamed. 
And I think when you are able to show your personality and infuse that into your brand, it becomes like a living, breathing. It's, it's not even work at that point. It's just comes naturally in what you do. And so then you have this more cohesive brand throughout all of your Instagram, like your, all of your social media platforms. And I think that with that being said, like for the beginning of this, I wanted it to be perfect, right? I wanted like all my photos to be perfect. I wanted all my everything to be matchy and perfect. And with that being said, and I know this is like what everybody tells you, but it doesn't have to be perfect in the beginning. So if you're someone that's like, oh my God, I don't have all my brand together. Like you can start now. I, had, I started with two brand colors. It was like gray and purple. I made my logo myself and it was like some skull. It was like wild Savannah. So so it's it's when people are looking at this and I, I really appreciate it because I, I put like my heart and soul into the brand, but I just want people to know that like, it didn't always look like this. So start like now, start messy, start where you are, but definitely just being in alignment with yourself and knowing what the core values in your brand are. And those you develop over time, right? Like in the beginning with my two brand colors, I didn't even think of being like wild and free. I was just like, these are the colors that I think are pretty and I'll put together. But over time, those values will stick out to you more and more. And then you'll be able to infuse them into like the aesthetics of your brand as well. I love it. And yeah, I think it's really clear that your personality like really comes through and your overall like brand and message. And speaking of starting where you are for someone who is thinking about starting a business or they're fairly new, like what would, what advice would you give them about getting started imperfectly? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, so I believe wholeheartedly in messy action and I wholeheartedly believe in like doing it before you're ready, doing it scared. I think Angie Lee says like ready is a lie, but I will say that I always, I heard this one thing before that they say the success or what got you to the success that you have today is the exact same that's holding you back from where you want to be. And I've always been beating to my own drum, doing whatever the heck I wanted like been in this little rebel and that's allowed me to achieve the success I am today. But I I really do think that it hindered me in the entrepreneur world a lot because I was just doing all the things and trying to go 10 different directions at once. And I think that while you do have to take some like risk and some things are going to work out and you have to trial and error, I wish that going back to telling my like first year business self that I would have gotten a little clearer on like my direction, what I wanted to achieve, what was realistic for me to achieve. And, you know, I don't think that everybody has to have a coach. Um, But I would like, I would, I invested in a coach in the beginning, but it was a coach that like, wasn't doing really what I wanted to do. And so either find a mentor, find somebody doing that's doing exactly what you want to do, because then they can give you the steps. And it's not to say like, I just, I'm having a little fight with Instagram these days, <laughs> little fights with Instagram these days, but I think it's so overwhelming and we can sometimes jump into hiring that next coach because like they're telling us they can hit six figures, but is that coach doing exactly what you want to do? I'd rather have a mentor pay a little more, invest in somebody that's doing exactly what I'm doing. 
and then able to get me to slow down, to stay on focus and just do the thing I set out to do instead of kind of being getting that shiny object syndrome and like going 10 different topsy-turvy ways. And that's not to say that like, if you do that, if you invest in a coach, if you're super clear, then you're going to have success tomorrow. I think it's all in due time, but I just think that the advice I would give somebody is to like slow down, stay in your own lane, find a mentor and get really like, take your time and getting crystal clear on what it is you want to create, who you want to help the business model that you like your messaging, your tone, take time to get super, super clear on that because then everything else will fall in place. That's something that I didn't do in the beginning. And I'm taking some time to do that now, but it would have saved me so much time and money. Yeah, I love that. And I think it goes back to messy action. It's like, as you take that messy action, more of that clarity comes on what it is exactly that you do want. Sometimes we need almost like we need to experience the opposite of what we want to get more clarity. Mm -hmm. So every time we are experiencing what you don't want, it's like, oh, great. Thank you. This is showing you what I do want. Just like with getting fired from your job, like you said, it's, mm-hmm. you know, say thank you. The universe is always doing you a favor with whatever it is, with whatever rejection, failure, whatever. It's literally say thank you, universe, for mm-hmm. nudging me in the right di- direction, for giving me this um, lesson. So I love that um, so, so much. So I would love to hear what your kind of like daily practices are for, yeah, like keeping up that relationship with yourself and just yeah feeling feeling good and living your best life (laughs) yeah uh well I'm the worst at keeping like a a strict regimen I I feel like I've tried all the things just like you were you were talking about I try all of them and now I have so many things in my toolbox that I'm very self-aware and if I need to like self-coach myself self-heal myself but I do so I start the day off with like a little meditation in the morning, a gratitude practice every day before I get out of bed. And then uh, I always have like a big glass of water when I wake up, just because I think that like cleanses everything, hydrates me in the morning. As far as like routines, I really don't like that has been, I think that's what I like thrive most of in life is just like doing so many, like I'm always love to do 10 different things as once. I don't have a consistent routine in everything. I'm always, I do always meditate though. Journaling, eh, I do like sometimes I'm really bad about journaling, but I am constantly reading. I do think it's like super important. I have an audio book and a physical book at all times. So really, or listening to a podcast. So it's always starting my day, like in positivity and gratitude, and then just making sure, and then for me, it's always important to be like learning, to be growing, to be investing my, my time and energy into myself, be that, but either reading or listening to a podcast, something like that. But I'm like, I never have like a morning, a beautiful morning routine. I always wanted to, but I just never, (laughs) never wake up and have something specific every day. I, yeah, I can't do the same thing every day. I start going like crazy. I think it's the rebel in us for like, we can't be tied down to this yeah. like perfect like, structure. Doing what I want. <laughs> yes. Some, sometimes I go through phases where I kind of like do whatever I want. For me, the biggest thing is like not going straight into like social media, email or work. 
So as long as I do that and do something for myself, then like we're, we're good. And sometimes I do little experiments for like seven days. I'll do this morning routine and then I will reassess. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, anything that's commitment forever morning routine is a hell no for me too. Um, and also <laughs> yeah. I recently started doing audible. I always read on my Kindle, but now I'm doing mm. audible and a Kindle and I'm loving having, um, both. So I love that you said yeah. that. And I'm going to ask you the question you asked me, is there one book that like really jumps out at you? One of your favorites that has like most deeply impacted your life? Oh my gosh. I have so many. I'm actually moving. I just looked to my book wall and I don't have any books there anymore. Business wise, or I'm like personal spiritual wise. Ooh, maybe one of each. Okay. So I just read this book. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. I don't have any of my books here right now. I just literally packed them all up, but um, it's by Donald Miller and it's called, I think, reading your brand story. That is like super amazing. And I think anybody like in the beginning of their business or even now, like for me, I'm three years into my business, but it really helps you clarify your messaging, clarify your tone, clarify your avatar, like gets really, really super clear. Great read so I'd highly recommend that and then I think personally so many of them you know I'm gonna go back to I think we mentioned this on my podcast it's uh, untethered soul and I think that like I was listening to that on a cross-country trip and I was like mind blown giving myself like all these little voice memos as it was going but it it's similar to the power of now but it talks about how you don't you you don't identify or you don't want to patch yourself to your thoughts, to your emotions, to your actions. And like, you are, you know, you're like, I think they start out with a question of like, who are you? And we often say like, I'm a mom, I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse practitioner, I'm a coach, but like, who are you outside of all that? So it goes into really untethering your soul from all of that. And it was just such a profound book. Ooh, I love that. Okay. I've heard that book several times. So I think it's time for me to read it. So maybe that'll be my next Gotta read it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Where can my people come find you, hang out with you and learn more about you and yeah, get into your amazing masterminds. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have everybody join. So I am most prevalent on Instagram. I actually just changed my handle, but it's Savannah M. Hamilton. So that's Savannah, like Savannah, Georgia. It's spelled S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H, M as in Mary. And then actually it's M as Marie. I don't know why I said Mary. M as in Marie and then Hamilton. <laughs> I'm so is... used to being on the phone. <laughs> I know, just you pick up the most random one. That comes yeah. <laughs> M as in Mary. I'm like, actually it's Marie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's my Instagram handle. I'm on there all the time. I don't always post. I'm like, I need to get back into posting, but I'm just taking a big break. I'm always on my story usually. And then my website is just wild-savannah.com. And then I also have a podcast too. And that's wild within. It can be found on all podcast platforms, whatever they all are. Apple podcasts, all of them. So come on back. All the places. Oh my gosh. I love it. Thank you so much. And yeah, for those of you listening, if this episode resonated with you, make sure to screenshot it, tag us both on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you what your biggest takeaway was and all of the rules that you're breaking. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Savannah. Yes. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for listening to the Magnetically You podcast. If this episode served you, I ask that you share it with someone who it could make a difference for or share it on social media and tag me at Magnetically You. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the magic and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for being here and I will see you in the next episode.